the Cowboys, Eagles, and Dolphins. And a couple other teams, too, are already in Cancun. And we got a bunch of amazing playoff games on the schedule this week. Even a couple coaching changes, too. Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast, brought to you by USA Today Sports. I'm Sabadeen, joined by Tyler Dragon. We're your NFL insiders with USA Today. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? Safa, how does it feel to be in Cancun with the Dolphins now? How, how, how does that life feel? Um, I'm right there with you with the Rams and the Chargers <laughs> hanging out. You're in Cabo. I, I'm, I'm in Cancun. Oh, okay. Just, you okay. know what I'm saying? You're, you're on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. So I know you're over there right, hanging out enough. with them boys, too. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, we're, we're sipping on some uh, champagne a little bit, some loser champagne and some margaritas at the same time. So watching the playoffs is fun. Man, we got a lot to talk about on this podcast, but Tyler, let's kick it off with the game of the week. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to face the Buffalo Bills in the Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern game. The main event It's going to be the last of the four games this weekend, but all eyes are going to be on it because we've known what these guys deliver every time they're on the field, man. Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen going at it. This has the makings of being the uh, the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning quarterback matchup of our era right now. Um, and you've just seen how these games have kind of shaken out the last couple of years, whether it's, you know, just the game earlier this season with Kadarius Tony offsides ruining like the play of Travis Kelsey's career. <laughs> and you think about the other regular season game, you think about the overtime loss and the playoffs and how Mahomes and the Chiefs have always kind of come out on top. Think about how these games are always in Kansas City, and this game is finally in Buffalo this year because the Chiefs went ahead and won the uh, AFC East and got the number two seed ahead of the Chiefs, who are number three. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts on this game, man, and, and how big this means, how big this game is going to be for the NFL? I can't wait, and a lot of people are playing up the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes' first road game. I think it's uh, Andy Reid's first uh, road game, uh, true road game since 2015, too. So they both uh, are kind of, well. Andy Reid's experience on the road, but Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how he handles that environment. I'm interested to see how the weather uh, has an effect on the game. I don't think snow is forecasted, but it is going to be uh, certainly cold in Buffalo. But when it comes to the players on the field, to to me, Josh Allen is playing like MVP-level football. And the way that he has kind of carried the Bills, not only passing the football, but throw, I mean running the football as well. Uh, I, I do like Cook as a running back. He's come on as of late. But when I saw the Bills play the Steelers, it – kind of highlighted some of their shortcomings, especially on defense and how they can go through lulls during the game where teams could stay in there. Because let's face it, the Steelers had no business being in the playoffs. They were probably the worst team in the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, Mason Rudolph starting at quarterback. You're without probably your best player in TJ Watt. The only reason Steelers is in the playoffs because of Mike Thomas, a testament to his greatness as a coach. And for the Steelers were in that game for uh, a majority of it, even though we knew that the Bills were probably going to win. Um, but if the Bills put up that type of performance against the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs 
are not going to have a problem on the road and getting coming up with a win, especially they have a bad taste in their mouth after that loss uh, in Kansas City. So they want to return the favor. I definitely like the Chiefs' defense better. And the Chiefs have the personnel to kind of stop the Bills' passing game, especially if Josh Allen's only going to throw to uh, Diggs. So I, the Chiefs match up well. As long – stop it. I'm going to go back to what I've been all, all season. As long as those receivers can step up and make timely plays, you don't have to be a superstar. Rasheed Rice is turning into a number one receiver. But as long as they can produce at a decent level – I like the Chiefs off it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't made my pick yet for this game uh, in my head yet. Uh, and, and I know we have to turn in our picks for these games too. But um, when you look at the Chiefs and the Bills, they kind of look like the same offense right now. Um, you know, I say that saying that, you know, we know it's just the Chiefs receivers have um, very underwhelming this year. This is the worst mm-hmm. offense Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have had the whole time they're with the Chiefs. That's why they're going on the road to the playoffs. That's why they're the number three seed, right? Mm -hmm. Because they lost a couple games this year. Um, And we look at the Bills, too, on the other side. Like, it's just Diggs. It's just James Cook. um, Although they get the tight ends in the mix there. Um, Whereas the Chiefs, it's just Travis Kelsey. It's just Pacheco. um, And then Rice has kind of come up into the mix as well, too. And, uh, you know, you said something about the Bills just throwing it to Stephon Diggs. Honestly, it's really been the last two games. He's had seven catches, not doing a lot much for yards. Stephon Diggs hasn't had a touchdown in six straight games. Um, Haven't had more than seven catches, which he's had the last two games. He hasn't had 100 yards since October 15th in a game, and the Bills have made it to the number two seed. All right, so it's not just it's not just uh, Josh Allen and Diggs. It's James Cook picking up a bigger load. It's Josh Allen finding his tight ends. It's Josh Allen running just as much as – Lamar Jackson, and probably even a little bit more. Um, so these offenses are very, very similar to me in the fact that they feel limited um, and and productive enough. Um, and this is where the Chiefs defense comes into play because the Chiefs defense has carried them all season, uh, by far better than the Bills defense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Chris Jones and what they've done on the back end, and then you know Steve Spagnola has been one of the best defensive coordinators in the league for a reason he's been shutting down other other teams like they did Miami this past weekend um but yeah I think these offenses are very similar as much as we want to you know as much as Patrick Mahomes has had more prolific offenses and the Bills have kept up in 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 previous games for me these offenses are kind of kind of neck and neck this this going into this one yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. However, the, the Bills don't have a player like Travis Kelsey uh, at tight end. And then they got like two of them. They got two of them. They got two yeah, tight ends now. I trust Patrick Mahomes more than I trust Josh Allen. And that's not a knock on Josh Allen. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, you're talking about one of the best players at position of all time. It's just to me, Again, it's going to come down to that Chiefs passing game and how consistent they can be against a Bills defense that isn't bad but isn't great. Can Chiefs move the ball? Can they be successful in third down? Can they make have winning first downs and get ahead of the chains on first and second down? That's going to be the key because, to me, the Chiefs defense is going to make enough plays 
to win, to win the game, but it's just going to be that offense who comes to the party as well. So for me, the key to this game is for me, the key is Sean McDermott. And I say this because in previous games that they've played, there's always kind of been a situation where they're in fourth and short or, or third, you know, third and short, and there's a decision to be made. Are they going to kick a field goal? Are they going to punt it back to Mahomes? Or are they going to go for it? And more often than not, they haven't really gone for it as much, the Bills, on offense, uh, because Sean McDermott is a defense-first coach, and those kind of coaches don't make those kind of decisions. They try to play it safe. They try to play it like we can get a turnover versus let's not turn the ball over. Um, so for me, that it's going to come down to Sean McDermott, uh, and I think there's going to be a situation or two in this game where – you know, the Bills have to decide if they want to keep the ball and extend the drive uh, and possibly score or give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and see what he does. And, um, you know, for me, that kind of all lines up for Sean McDermott and him, you know, essentially keeping this job. Uh, there was a lot of heat on him earlier this year, you know, when the when the Bills were five and five and six and six and they pulled it out of nowhere and became the number two seed and won the division and ended the season winning five straight, six straight when you count the Steelers win last week so for me it's up to him and, and when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on the other side it's going to be tense time to make some decisions and the good thing for him he's got the reps man he's got the reps <laughs> so hold on I, can, I, I can't let you uh walk away from that you have to say on the record are you saying that if Sean McDermott and the Bills lose Sean McDermott is on the hot seat yeah why not he was on the hot seat already oh okay I mean, he made it to the division around the playoffs. That's not anything bad. Yeah, bad. no, no, no. I, I'm not saying it's One anything division. bad, but yeah, very, very true, very true. But you got to look at Bills fans and their perspective. They had four trips to the Super Bowl in the '90s, then do nothing with it, right? Beloved coach, all of that. Like that's literally what Buffalo hangs its hat on is the fact that they went to the Super Bowl four times in the '90s and couldn't get it done, and they're starving, starving for not just a Super Bowl appearance again, but an actual Super Bowl. Um, you know, Sean McDermott, the guy, definitely he's shown he has been. Um, but there's going to be if the Bills lose, you got to decide if you want to keep him or not, especially with these amount of coaches that are available right now. Like they're not going to go wow. get Bill Belichick. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh, I can see Jim Harbaugh in Buffalo. Jim Harbaugh is not going to choose Buffalo over L.A. Come on, man. I, Who I know that. Buffalo? I know that. <laughs> I know that. I know that. No, uh, not a lot of people, but. Buffalo is one of the best teams in the NFL, man. They got the most – they have the most uh, loving fan base and one of the best home field advantages uh, and one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I can go live in the cold enough. if I'm going to coach Josh Allen. So that would entice you enough to coach the, the Bills and if you had a job coaching Miami Dolphins, that would entice you enough, same job. I, I'd rather coach Josh Allen than Justin Herbert. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're talking about – Tua and the Dolphins. If you were coaching I'd rather live in Dolphins. Miami. Everybody rather oh, live in Miami. Tyler, you okay. know this. So like, don't act like don't act you're, like you would rather Bills have Josh Allen and Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Justin Herbert. <laughs> it's okay to say you'd rather I, I have think, LA than Buffalo. Think, That's everybody I, I think, saying that. I, I I think Justin Herbert, when he has a better system, he's a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I don't know, man. Uh, Justin Herbert, the same. <laughs> they're the same, bro. Got no playoff wins. No playoff That's fine. wins. That's fine. 
<laughs> Tyler, let's get back here on topic now. Um, but yeah, I think I I think I definitely think it's it's gonna be that's my X factor in the game. I think it's Sean McDermott. Um, and mm-hmm. I want to see what he does against Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And I want to see what the Chiefs do, you know, Mahomes' first road game. I don't think the road game thing will kind of affect Patrick Mahomes. He's been in the league long enough, played on the road long enough, played in so many big games long enough that the location is really not going to bother him. Um, but I think we're going to be in for a really, really great game uh, between these two guys. Like I said, this is Peyton Manning, Tom Brady level of how we're going to have, you know, the best quarterbacks of our game facing off in each other with everything on the line. Right. Um, and, and when you look at it, who's going to, you know, are, are they going to face Lamar Jackson? You know, who's going to face Lamar Jackson next week? Um, oh, you're already given the, the Ravens. Uh, maybe the I tip my hand the there. Maybe I, maybe I tip my hand there. Tyler, real quick though, before we go on, we have to talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles and let's first talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> The Cowboys got absolutely cooked by Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur <laughs> and the Packers, man. This was the worst playoff loss by any team. Not only were the Cowboys at home after winning the NFC East, um, they were down big. They were down big. <laughs> they were down three touchdowns early. 20 zip and Dak and CeeDee Lamb, poor guys are just looking at each other, don't even know what to do. Um, I felt really bad, but I also laughed really hard because – they ain't nothing else better to do than laugh at the Cowboys. Like, this is what happens with the Cowboys. 12 win seasons, losing in the playoffs. Um, I, I don't know, Tyler. Is What is Jerry Jones going to do? <laughs> so, I, I must admit, I laughed harder at the Cowboys' loss during that loss than I did when the Dolphins lost to the Chiefs. Because you kind of knew the Chiefs were going to beat the Dolphins. You knew that was coming. Yes, everybody. And so I, I did. I, I did laugh. I did laugh. Don't get me why'd wrong. You, why'd you? Why'd you laugh, but, Tyler? Because do- Dolphins fans, the you just say because of me. Just say because of me. Y'all just. I mean, y'all are in my mentions, my text they're, messages they're... every time Tua does anything. Throw, they, throws a 10-yard pass. You see that 10-yard pass from Tua? So no, on, I, they're glad. only in your mentions because you're in my mentions, Tyler. I'm glad. I'm glad you do seek Tua, it. You yeah. do seek it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't look for it at all. Um, but then, you know, during that Cowboys game, it was like watching the Titanic sink. And you and you knew like every year, <laughs> every year the Cowboys make mistakes and like, you know, just ill-advised plays and mistakes that make them cost them games, especially in the playoffs. But this one, it was just like a steady downfall and it wasn't quick. It was just like you, well, it was kind of quick, but you knew where it was going <laughs> it was very, very quick. <laughs> <laughs> like the second quarter, the second quarter, even, even Kyle, Shannon, Kyle, Kyle Shannon said they started preparing for the Packers in the second quarter when it was 27 and like that, the first Dak Prescott pick, I was like, oh, man. I don't know. Green Bay came to play. But the second one, the pick six, the pick that six. was like – it was like I was at watching the Kings of Comedy. I was laughing so hard. It, I, it was – it was man. But, yeah. Whew. So, for the Cowboys, I, I – What does Jerry do, Tyler? What does Jerry do? So, I place a call to Bill Belichick. To gauge his interest, Come on, to Tyler. gauge his interest. Come I on, even Tyler. placed a call to Jim Harbaugh to Come gauge on, his interest. Come but on, to me, e- even if like 
Mike McCarthy is is not a bad coach. Is he a great coach? No. Uh, I Debatable. think a lot of the, I think a lot of that game you have to point the finger at Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator. Oh because, yes, oh, because yes. Lafleur ran circles around him, and they had no answers. I mean, receivers, tight ends were 10, 20 yards open. Mark McCarthy had nothing to do with that. He goes with offense. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you think when, so? Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn had interviews lined up. You think he was not focused? Right? Huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, those, those interviews, they should call him back and be like, uh, "Never mind, never mind. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you can, you can stay in Dallas." I mean, and you look at the way the Packers are running the football. They, they, they weren't getting touched five, ten yards down the field. So, I think the defense was worse off than uh, the Cowboys' offense. So, where was Michael Parsons? I mean, he was on a milk cart. I, I didn't hear from him. All game. I heard maybe from Demarcus Lawrence once, but other than that, it was a complete no show by the Cowboys defense. Granted, Dak Prescott did not play good. He probably he played one of the worst games I've seen, but yeah. he didn't play disastrous like the defense did. Everybody in the Cowboys played bad, but the defense is the blame to me. So I do think if Jerry Jones keeps uh, Mike McCarthy. I, I would not say that is a big mistake. The only reason why this is really in the news because of the candidates who are out there, the Bill Belichick, well, and the Cowboys Mike too, and Jim Harbaugh. It's, it's the Cowboys but who are you going to hire? But who are you going to hire if I'll hire Mike those three? No, no, no. But if those three candidates were not available, would you say Mike McCarthy deserves to be fired? Yeah, the Cowboys. That's the cow. That's just what the Cowboys are. Every single year. Last year was the same thing. But last year was the same thing. And see the reason, and that's why, because Sean Payton was available, right? Yes. Yeah. See the coaches, and the reason why sometimes the Cowboys fans and even Dolphins fans are nauseating is is because it's unrealistic, irrational expectations. And for the Cowboys, I saw them get beat down by the 49ers in San Francisco. That team is not a Super Bowl contender. Maybe an NFC Championship game contender, but Super Bowl, absolutely not. They're not better than the Ravens. They're not better than the 49ers. And earlier in the season, they sure weren't better than the Eagles before the Eagles nosedive off a cliff. So it's unrealistic expectations for the Cowboys. That's all Jerry's fault. And everything is Jerry's (laughs) fault because Jerry wants all the credit. All right. Jerry Jones wants all the credit. I said this on sports seriously for us on USA Today. If Jerry Jones could throw the ball, catch the ball, rush the passer and win the title by himself and coach the team, he would. Um, But the fact of the matter is he can't. Right. Um, And Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, they don't want nothing to do with Jerry Jones. Absolutely nothing. The only way that Bill Belichick and, and Jerry and Jerry Jones meet. The only way Jim Harbaugh and Jerry Jones meet is if they want some more money in their in their deal with their other team that they're going to sign with. So you try to go and get some leverage. That's the only reason you go and take that visit to Dallas. They don't want nothing to do with Jerry Jones. I said this too, Tyler. You would like this. Like when Suge Knight was talking about you don't want your producers all in, all up in the videos at the Source Awards in 1995. I know you was alive for that, Tyler. He was talking about Jerry Jones. He was talking about Jerry Jones. All right. (laughs) Jerry Jones needs to get the hell out of the way. And that's his problem. He can't. So I think Mike McCarthy is probably the best you can do right now. Um, I don't even know if Mike Frabel would entertain that because he doesn't kind of have to. 
Although he would turn the Cowboys, he he probably could t- turn the Cowboys into a champion with what he did mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Um, but we'll see. You you mentioned the Eagles, and we have to talk about them too, Tyler. Uh, what are the Eagles gonna do? Um, they got blown out in Tampa Bay by a Buccaneers team that had Baker Mayfield missing downfield passes to Mike Evans, and it didn't cost the Bucks, right? Um, in my opinion, I think I think Nick Sirianni has to go, Tyler. I know they just went to the Super Bowl last year, you but want like, everybody to go. That, no, no, no. I don't. I don't want Mike McCarthy to go. Um, but Nick Sirianni lost the team, and you're telling me that team that played all the rest of this year. How many games did the Eagles lose to end this season? A Six complete collapse. Like that's that's on Sirianni, man. Like he lost his team when he demoted defensive coordinator Sean Desai and put Matt Patricia. They put Matt Patricia as defensive coordinator, Tyler. Whoever made that decision needs to be fired. And in my opinion, that was Nick Sirianni, right? That was a desperate move for a, for a guy that won 10 games before that as defensive coordinator. Um, that was just as egregious as possible. Lost the whole entire team, Tyler. That Eagles team that we saw on the sidelines in Tampa Bay, that wasn't the team that we saw in, in Arizona last year in the Super Bowl. It was far no. from it. They weren't even the tush pushing group that they were earlier this year either when they won ten no. games. The um, tush push didn't even work. It you even tweeted even they were work. done after the tush push. That that was it, a very timely tweet. The, the Eagles identity. How many times have you and I written about this, Tyler? The tush push is everything about Philly's identity, and it didn't work in Tampa Bay. Everything is done there. Like Sirianni has to go. <laughs> There's no way Sirianni can coach that team anymore. They're going to start next season 0-4, and, and he's going to be gone. They better not waste any time either. And I have another hot take for you, Tyler. What's Jim Harbaugh, I know he loves L.A. I know he, I know he loves – I know he's a California guy. I know he was in Stanford all these years. But he will win a Super Bowl faster in Philly than he would with the Chargers. You just don't want the Chargers to have prosperity. That's why you want Jim Harbaugh and all these other locations other than the Chargers. I I, I see where you're <laughs> I see where you're going. You don't do, want do, any prosperity. Is, is that point valid, Tyler? Is that point valid, though? The, yeah, the Eagles do. Well, yes, yeah, yes and no. And I say yes and no because the Eagles, just like the Chargers, they have a, a whole lot of decisions to make, especially in the defense side of the football and they need to figure some things out offensively too, um, the Eagles, because now that we hear that uh, uh, Jason Kelsey is retiring, that's a huge loss. Uh, he was instrumental in the tush push. Um, but when I look at the Eagles and outside of coaching, I have to look at the players too, because the players tackling, tackling isn't coaching. Tackling who's their defensive coordinator, Tyler? Yeah, 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 yes. But defensive coordinator, you're not in the NFL. I'm sorry, in today's NFL, you don't teach tackling at this at that level. You know how to tackle from your days coming up. And the tack the tackling angles, the missed tackles, the lack of effort, the arm tackles. I mean, Bradbury. Coaching, coaching. You don't want to play for your coach. But still, where's that where's the effort? Where, they was ten and one yeah. with all the effort in the world for the last guy, Tyler. Yeah, you know it can be coaching too. Uh, but when I look at just the effort that they put on the field and on film, it, it was just piss poor tackling angles, 
their arm tackles is just it was just awful on defense. Bradbury, Slay before he got hurt. And what happened to that vaunted Eagles pass rush? It was non existent. They almost had an NFL record with the amount of sacks that they got last season. What, seventy overall? Yeah, they had four missing. guys with double digits. Yep. Yeah. Missing. So when it comes to coaching, I, I get it. Sariani did not live up to expectations and the entire team though. So they really need, like I said, uh, intervention. They need team meetings and to figure out what actually went wrong. They need to identify the problem. And if Jeffrey Lurie, the Eagles owner likes that, the answer and they figure out what exactly went wrong, then I think Sirianni deserves another chance, but the, he has to have some legitimate answers. Jalen Hurts, too, because he didn't look like the same player at all. And it looks like he needs to get his knee cleaned up or something because his knee did not – I mean, his explosion, acceleration just weren't there this season, and we all saw it. And also Jalen Hurts has to – he's developed tremendously as a passer, but he needs to be able to read – like get off his reads quicker and not solely focus on three players, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Goddard. He has other Anybody players. else on the field, Tyler? Yeah, no, 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 no. But that, Those that's three guys the are his targets. But that's the problem. It, the Eagles offense becomes predictable because it's Devontae Smith running down the field. It's A.J. Brown doing digs, slants, or crossers, and Goddard flat routes are over the middle. If I know that, defensive coordinators know that. And that's literally all you're throwing to those three players of the ball. It's predictable. So you know, that's you know, the part, you know part of coaching, too. Plays, right? you know yeah, that's part plays. of coaching, too. That's you know part who calls of coaching. plays in Philly, right? It's part of coaching. It's, it's not Nick Sirianni. It's Nick Sirianni. Sirianni calls the plays? I thought yeah, he had man, somebody you else. You talking up a menu oh. ordering dinner? Nah, man, that's the play sheet. That's the play call I sheet. Will. <laughs> it's coaching and his players, though. I need Jalen Hurts also to okay. I'm gonna trust these other players too to make plays if AJ Brown isn't open or Devontae Smith isn't open. Tyler, the Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers enter the playoff mix. I know you're dying to see Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson ball out. I am as well. But let's get to the real question here. Who has a better chance? at upsetting their opponent. Isn't Jordan Love after what he did to the Cowboys, or is it C.J. Stroud on what he did against the Cleveland Browns? Uh, For me, I think that's an easy answer. Um, None of them are going to do anything. I don't think both those guys – I think they both going to lose. But I think, obviously, Jordan Love has a better chance to shred up. Uh, Does he? Does he? Uh, I I wouldn't know what to say in, in this part because I don't think Jordan Love can do what he did in Dallas to San Fran um, and CJ Stroud, you know, obviously the Texans, the, the uh, Browns were just beaten up as much as the Dolphins were and just kind of on their last leg, uh, kind of like the Steelers. Um, but who has a better chance of this upset, Tyler? Is it, is it love in the Packers or is it Stroud and the Texans? So Jordan love and the Packers probably have a 5% chance of beating the 49ers in San Francisco will Santa Clara. A 5% chance. A 5% chance. And C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud and the Texans 
probably have a 6% chance to beat the Ravens in Baltimore. So oh, none of them are going, none of them are going to win. Stop it. But less if I, I, I get, yes, less than 10%. I gave CJ Stroud and the Texans a, a slightly better percentage because we've seen Baltimore like completely collapse and beat themselves at home. They've did it multiple times this season. You, I mean, you're forgetting, game, you're forgetting when San Fran, you're forgetting when San Fran did that against Baltimore. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, but San Francisco, although they lost to Baltimore at home, I feel like that's a tougher task for the Packers and the 49ers. Know that type of offense that LaFleur is running because 49ers run a similar version of that offense, but they have better players and players who can run after the catch a lot better. So they'll be prepared. And unlike the Cowboys, the 49ers have legitimate linebackers in the middle of the field, probably the best one in all of football and Fred Warner. So those middle of the field passes, those are going to get a little bit harder for <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. When it comes to the Houston Texans, though, I'll give them a slight edge. And C.J. Stroud from Rancho Cucamonga, that boy's good. That boy's good. Rancho Cucamonga, yeah, you didn't know. Yeah, the, well, the Friday. No. The he lived live next to he lived next to Day Day and Unc out there. I didn't know that. He, he, he might have. He might have. <laughs> Joker, Joker family. But yeah, credit 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 to CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. I think they have a, a better chance. And D'Amico Ryan's. I said it again. NFL coach of the year. Tyler, I don't know. I think you're a little bit more down on the Packers than I am. I mean, when I watched that Cowboys game last week, I was not only surprised, but I was like, the Packers might be a lot better than we think. Uh, that they are right like we don't know who the Packers number one receiver is right like everybody on that team is just so young like Jordan Love is the <laughs> first time starter like Romeo Dobbs uh, had a ball out game like I, but I don't know if Christian Watson, uh, Watson is dealing with his hamstring injury so he wasn't much of a factor but you, you your potential number one receiver is not much of a factor and you win and blow out the Cowboys um I that game plan was probably just amazing and um I don't know. I think Matt LaFleur might have something, uh, you know, drawn up for, for Kyle Shanahan's team and still Steve Wilkes. The thing with the 49ers is if you can get Brock Purdy to turn the ball over like you got Dak Prescott to turn the ball over, then you got a game. You got a chance, right? Um, and we've seen Brock Purdy kind of mess up in some of the losses that they've had this year. And also you're worried about Trent Williams if he can stay, you know, uh, continue to be healthy. McCaffrey got a little banged up at the end of this year, but I'm not too worried about him. Um, I think the I think the Packers have a puncher's chance. I just, you know, I don't think they're going to get blown out either. Like I, I saw the spread was ten points. I think the Packers could cover that. Um, oh. Yeah, I think the Packers can cover that. When I look at the Texans and the Ravens, to me, I think Lamar is just on another level right now. Um, you know, Lamar. You remember when when uh, they won? Uh, I think they beat the Dolphins, and he was like, you know, I'm kind of moved on to the, to February. I'm focused on February. I think Lamar Jackson, as much as he ha- – he's one and three in the playoffs, so he knows his playoff record. And this is his best chance right now to do anything in the playoffs because they have the one seed. They're going to be at home. Uh, they win this game. They're in the AFC title game, right? Um, I, I think Lamar is just on a different on a different schedule right now. I think the Ravens are on a different schedule right now with their defense. And I think the Texans are way ahead of schedule uh, because Stroud and, and Ryans have done so well leading this team, uh, you know, 
uh, this season. Um, I think that first road game is going to be something for the Texans as well. I think the Texans have a bit, you know, a, a more chance to lose, um, you know, compared to the Packers. But I think, you know, we both said it at the start of the segment. I think both these teams are going down, man. Um, <laughs> but I do. I think I think Green Bay has a better chance than Houston. Let me, let me ask you one question. It's, it's slightly on topic. Who's the best quarterback in AFC North, Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow? Lamar Jackson right now. He's playing. He's got an MVP. He's going to have two MVPs and maybe a first Super Bowl uh, appearance. So um, you were, would you rather build your franchise around Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow? Uh, Lamar Jackson, I think. I think Joe. I think the injury tag on Joe Burrow is not set enough. I think he does get. He's way more injured. He's more injured than Tua. I, I, I would. Ha- I would have to agree. I would have. You were nodding your head. Go. That little silence yeah. there was Tyler. Yeah, I was like, head. I was like, he wow. had to yeah, agree I, with me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. And uh, Lamar also. It doesn't get said enough. He does more with less. Let's not act like Lamar Jackson has a Jamar Chase or even mm-hmm. a T. Higgins. No, <laughs> or even a Tyler Boyd. Even or even a Joe, Mo- even a Joe Mixon. <laughs> so He's better than Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Lamar Jackson, yeah, I agree. I have a quarterback question for you. Who's the best NFC quarterback in the mix here? We got Brock Purdy. We got Baker Mayfield. And we got Jared Goff. And we have Jordan Love. Man, that's the battle of mids. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, Jordan man. Love has the highest ceiling. Jordan Love easily has the highest ceiling, right? Yeah, Jordan Love has the highest ceiling. Brock Purdy is in the best position. Uh, I can, can, can I say that? Sure. I think Jared Goff is probably in the same position as Brock Purdy right now. Uh, no, nah, even Brock... Brock Purdy has an embarrassment of riches. Jared Goff, I, I will probably have Jared Goff at the most consistent because he's he took the Rams to help take the Rams to Super Bowl. So I yeah. will probably say Jared Goff of an overall talent level. However, Love has the highest ceiling. If I had to pick one player to build my franchise around, I'll be Jordan Love. I'll say that easily. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud. Patrick Mahomes, easily number one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, number two. Josh Allen, Lamar number three. Lamar over Josh. Lamar over yeah. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that gets Josh into Allen. the Burrow. That's the Burrow thing for me, too. Like, you know, Josh Allen only has AFC title game appearance. It's just one of them. No MVPs mm-hmm. yet. Um, and he does turn the ball over a little bit more too. So I would, I would actually have to agree with you on that one. Josh on is three and that makes sense. I did not expect that to be, uh, Tyler, real quick, before we pick our playoff games and get out of here, um, you know, obviously you've been in touch with the coaching situations that are kind of going on here. Um, let's just kind of go about it real quick. Uh, Jim Harbaugh to the chargers. Uh, I guess, what are you hearing on that front? Yeah, uh, I, I did hear from multiple uh, sources that Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers are uh, it's favorable that he is going to come to the Los Angeles uh, Chargers and be their next head coach. It's not solidified, set in stone yet, but I would not be surprised by the end of this month that Jim Harbaugh's uh, the coach for the LA Chargers. That's the way things are uh, trending. And also in Vegas, Antonio Pierce, I heard from people close to that situation that Antonio Pierce is the front runner to get that job. 
And it will be very surprising if the Raiders don't promote Antonio Pierce to be the next head coach. So those are two uh, decisions that I expect to uh, come down before the Super Bowl, I'll say. Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, I would say with Jim Harbaugh that definitely, you know, like I said, trending it was was kind of the right word there. We all kind of as, as much as Belichick to the Chargers really seemed like it was a possibility. I think Harbaugh to the Chargers definitely felt like a more real possibility. Um, and I, you know, obviously Harbaugh did an interview with the Falcons that was announced uh, recently this week. I would imagine Jim Harbaugh would take some other interviews as well. Um, leverage people leverage. It's all about yes. leverage. Um, Antonio Pierce to the Raiders. I love that move. Um, I'm sure Raiders fans all over will love that move too. And I would say for Mark Davis, like you look at all these candidates out there. I don't know what Belichick offers you. I don't know what, what Jim Harbaugh offers you because he might be tied up to another job. Although Harbaugh to the Raiders would be a big splash. But I will say this, that um, Antonio Pierce has so much more momentum going for him there because of the job that he did. Max Crosby coming out of his you know, shell to say, hey, look, uh, if AP is not the, the coach, I'm leaving. Like, you're going to have to trade me kind of thing. Um, that's been good, too. When I look at it from a coaching perspective, like from Mark Davis' perspective, Look, every, every coach is not going to be Belichick, Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know if you're going to have a long tenure coach. So give it to a guy that you know is going to work right now. And, you know, if, if you know, in three years, you three, four years, you might have another coaching decision to make. Um, you know, whether it's if you hired a, a good or, a, you know, a better coach or or you stick with AP. So I like the move. I think it's a good move for the Raiders. Uh, Tyler, what do you go ahead? Go ahead. The thing I like about Antonio Pierce, I mean, it was from his introductory uh, press conference when of he course, was talking yes. about, like, he grew up a Raider fan. He quoted NWA soft that he just – you can tell that he's passionate and the Raiders are in his heart. And not only that, but like he said, uh, his resume is on the grass. He went 5-4 and four as the Raiders' interim head coach when it, they were a dumpster fire during the season because of Josh McDaniels. Uh, he kept things afloat in Vegas, and the players rallied behind him. And he, you could tell that in a short sample size, he was reestablishing the Raiders' culture. And the players respect him. They like playing for him, especially the star players on that team. Devontae Adams advocated for him, and so did, like you said, Max Crosby. And I think that's all all the validation you need. So Mark Davis yeah. should make that hire definitely. Especially when you win a Super Bowl. Players follow play, play, players follow coaches who previously played more than they do a Josh McDaniels or, or somebody else like that, you know? Yeah. Um, Tyler, what, uh, obviously the Falcons job is one of the big openings uh, still here now. Um, got plenty others. The Panthers job is still open. Uh, like we mentioned, the Chargers job is and, and Raiders jobs are open until they are filled. Um, but one job did get filled. We got Ger- uh, Gerard Mayo taking over for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Tyler, there was a crazy weekend. It's crazy that we started our entire podcast. We didn't talk about Nick Saban leaving Alabama. We didn't talk yeah. about Belichick leaving the Patriots. We didn't talk about Pete Carroll leaving the Seahawks. I mean, all this is like week old news that we're doing the podcast now. And Wednesday was just the most crazy. Wednesday and Thursday was the craziest day probably in football history when you talk about all these coaching changes. But uh, Gerard Mayo to the to the Patriots. Uh, what do you think about that move, Tyler? Yeah, it was funny, Sabi, because last week I was at the Rams press conference, and that's when the uh, Nick Saban news came out. 
and then I was driving home, and then that's when the Pete Carroll news came out. It was just, it was just it was crazy. Like I think it was said, the other like, way around. I think it was the other way around. All right, like Pete Carroll came first, and Nick Saban took all his thunder. Was it? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever happened, it was that that way. But anyways, when it comes to Gerard Mayo, first black coach in New England Patriots history, shout out to that. Uh, definitely deserving. And I I always love when former players get chances to be uh, head coaches or coaches because there's something to the fact that your message resonates and hits home a little bit different when you've been there before, when you've done that before, and you've had experience on the playing field. Not saying that that's what you need at all times, but it definitely helps, especially uh, when you're a former uh, NFL player and you played at a high level. And he has some jewelry, too, to back things up. I would say one thing that will affect Gerard Mayo, uh, and he'll learn this quickly, in my experiences with coaches like this, um, you know, Todd Bowles was like this kind of when he took over for the Tam- in Tampa Bay after Bruce Arians walked away and they had to fire some coaches and, and hire some new coaches. Mm-hmm. Gerard Mayo is going to have a different kind of perspective because the coaches that are going to be his assistants that are likely going to stay from the Belichick staff, you know, those were his coworkers. And now he's the boss. So there will be some coaching shakeup in the next, you know, maybe not this season, but, uh, you know, the, the next season, but the season after that, it's going to be some, cho- you know, coaching changes, decisions that we have to make because it is very different when you go from working with your boy to your boy being your boss. All right. So <laughs> I think that's something that Gerard Mayo is going to have to deal with uh, in, in New England for sure. But um, he's got a steep climb, too, man. They got no offense over there. Zero. Zero. No quarterback, <laughs> no receivers. Terrible offense line. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, let's get into our picks of the week, man, and let's get right into it. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, CJ Stroud versus Lamar Jackson. D'Amico Ryans versus John Harbaugh. This is the Saturday afternoon game. Um, Tyler, we, I think we both kind of leaned our way in this one. I, I don't think uh, Lamar Jackson, with everything that he's got going on, one and three in the playoffs, um, likely to win his second MVP, needs to do something in the playoffs here. I don't think anything's going to stop uh, the Ravens here. I got I got the Ravens winning big. I got the Ravens too. I think Lamar Jackson only has one playoff win. This is a huge, huge uh, playoff uh, for him because the Ravens they have a legitimate chance of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. I have the Ravens winning comfortably. Stop it. Yeah, Two and scores. that's not that's nothing to say against C.J. Stroud and, and D'Amico Ryan's too. They're early to the ball, and they're going to be they're going to be a force if they continue doing what they're doing. Um, Saturday night, we got the uh, Green Bay Packers going into San Francisco to face the 49ers. Uh, Blowout win by Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur and the Packers last week in Dallas. Uh, But you're going up against the number one seed 49ers with Christian McCaffrey fully rested after a couple weeks off. Uh, Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. The list goes on and on for that 49ers team. Who you got in that one, Tyler? 49ers in a route. It's not going to be close. The 49ers are a much better team. They're more superior. They're more experienced, and they're just better. Uh, but shout out to the Packers, though, because thank you for making me laugh very hard last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say a route in this one. I got 49ers winning. I mean, they better they better win. Uh, they better win because Kyle Shanahan cannot mess this up. Uh, you know, he's been on the losing side of a couple things, whether it was losing to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in 2020 or – you know, 28 to three with the Falcons being the offensive coordinator there um, with the Patriots. So I would say 
49ers have to win. I don't think it's going to be a route. I think the Packers cover in this one. I don't think it, I, the, they're a little bit better than we think they are. And I think they, they have a chance to kind of show it. Sunday, Tampa Bay going on the road to face the Detroit Lions. Tyler, we did a huge disservice. We didn't talk at all about the Lions winning their first playoff game against your Rams. Um, but, man, uh, for me, Tyler, I think Detroit is a team of destiny right now. Um, everything is clicking on all cylinders. I absolutely love their offense. Uh, St. Brown is a baller. Gibbs and Montgomery is a two-headed monster. Laporta is a monster. Uh, great find in the draft. All their hits in the draft have done amazing. Um, that's a credit to Brad Holmes, who was very, very happy after that Lions win last year. 30-plus um, years without a playoff win to break the streak. Um, I, I, and now I think Tampa Bay is walking into a buzzsaw all right i think the bucks are going to get routed uh, i think the bucks are going to loot they're not going to cover i think the lines are going to win comfortably in this one and just blow them out the water but i will say one thing about baker mayfield and tampa bay buccaneers and todd bowles winning a game after tom brady was something that seemed very far-fetched and they did it and uh i, I would not you know that's, that's something you could hang your hat on if you're going to go in detroit and 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 get molly wop like i think they are going to <laughs> The Bucks are the biggest beneficiaries of playing in a terrible division and playing an Eagles team that was in a nosedive. Yeah. Uh, but you have to give them credit. They won the games that were there. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to go up against the uh, Detroit Lions team that are a team of destiny right now. Uh, shout out to Detroit and the Lions for snapping that playoff drought. 30 years, hadn't hosted a playoff game, haven't won a playoff game since the 1991 season. All that's over now. So now they can just focus on football, and I think that's going to pay off too uh, uh, this weekend when they win big. Title of the main event, Sunday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, the Kansas City Chiefs going on the road for the first time in a long time in the playoffs to face the Buffalo Bills. Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Sean McDermott versus Andy Reid. This is going to be a, a really, really huge game. Pick the Bills, um, stop it. I'm picking the Bills, Tyler. I'm picking the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills. I know you're pumping your fist there. I know you're going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I don't know, man. I said, I, you know what? I, I said that the Ravens and Bills would meet in the AFC title game. So I'm going to stand on that business right there. Um, but I think Josh Allen is playing better than Mahomes right now. And... Um, I, I can't wait to see this, man. Like I said earlier, two similar offenses. I want to see who wins. Um, it's going to be a – I think this is going to be like another instant classic. That's for sure. I'm glad that you're riding with your AFC East family, and I'm going to ride with my AFC West family, and I'm going to pick the Chiefs because I think they have the best defense. The old adage, I'm going to say it again, defense wins championships, and they have the best player in the field, stop it, and Patrick Mahomes. Best defense, best player in the field. I just need those receivers to separate and make some plays, <laughs> catch the football, and help. And not line up offsides, sides, please, and, and and line up properly. Yes, yes, please. Don't execute. forget that part. Just execute. That's all I'm gonna say. Execute, <clears throat> Tony, Rasheed Rice, execute, mm -hmm. MVS, execute. Well, guys, we had a big show today. We're going to have an even bigger one next week when we're talking about all the AFC and the NFC championship games going into uh, the rest of the postseason. But thank you for listening to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. And we cannot wait to get with you guys next week.